And if you would, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Nehemiah chapter 13. Nehemiah chapter 13. Uh, before I, I, I get into that, I just want to give a, a quick uh, joke. I uh, see my kids are uh, shaking their heads no, because they've, they've already heard this. Uh, but who, who is the shortest man in the Bible? So I heard Z- Zacchaeus, and that's probably what comes to a lot of people's minds. But no, it was actually Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah, uh, the shortest man in the Bible. See, I told you I'd get a couple of laughs. Uh, they didn't believe me. Uh, but um, the book of Nehemiah is a book that has often eluded uh, my studies uh, just because, you know, I've never had a, really a Bible class centered around it. Even at preaching school, it was lumped in with so many classes uh, that we just never really got to it. And, I, you know, I've read it from time to time, but I've never had the opportunity to study it. And so this is what we're going to do over the next few weeks as, uh, in this devotional period time is I'd like to do my own, you know, summer series on the book of Nehemiah. And we're, we'll cover, you know, one chapter uh, a week, and hopefully you can follow along and, you know, read that chapter before you come in. So next week we'll look at Nehemiah chapter 1, and maybe some of the points that you see in your reading will pop out to you as the same to me. But you know, I just wanted to give a little bit of an introduction to the book of Nehemiah, that during the, the reign of the Medes and the Persians, uh, the, the Jews were allowed to come out of captivity, and, and they, you know, Babylon took them into captivity, and when the Medes and Persians took over, uh, they were still somewhat um, under uh, their control, but they were able to come back into uh, Jerusalem. And, uh, and those books in the Bible that deal with that are Ezra and Nehemiah. And in the original Hebrew books, they were actually combined as one book, uh, but in our English translations, we have Ezra and Nehemiah and Ezra is a scribe and he's concerned about you know the people coming back to Jerusalem and building up the temple and getting the law back into place Uh, but Nehemiah he is more concerned about reconstructing the wall of Jerusalem and there's just so many great lessons we're going to see in Nehemiah in our study that this man who we first meet as a cupbearer to the to the king of Persia um, which was an honorful position uh, but he's going to be uh, turned into a construction worker, we're going to read, and eventually he's going to be governor of the land. Uh, you know, he changes places and careers, just, just a lot like I had to do, and so he reminds me a lot of myself in that aspect. But this man, he had a personal, or excuse me, a powerful personality. We're going to see that he has a zeal for God, a zeal for God's people, and he has a dedication and a determination to finish the tasks that God gave him. And There's just, uh, again, so many different aspects to um, Nehemiah, uh, especially on the leadership side of things. A lot of preachers will preach lessons on on leadership uh, from this book because there's just so many great lessons. Uh, We'll learn how to respond to bad news. We'll we'll learn how to plan work that needs to to start and be finished uh, to get others motivated to work. Nehemiah had to do that. He had to get his own hands dirty, right? He wasn't just somebody who told people what to do, but he was in there uh, working uh, before the others. He was working by example, leading by example. Uh, He had to deal with opposition from the outside, uh, those who were criticizing his work and ridiculing him. And he also had to deal with with the same problems from the inside. And how he dealt with that, uh, uh, rededicating their lives to the covenant, 
Uh, you know, and chapter 13 is, is quite a unique chapter. Um, Nehemiah is going to do a little bit of spring cleaning in the temple. Uh, there's, a, there's a man who, who's not of Jewish descent living in the temple, and he's going to grab him and all his things and throw them out. And also, he literally is going to knock some sense into people. And so I think you're going to uh, uh, maybe enjoy uh, chapter 13 when you get there uh, towards the end of our study. But um, notice with me the very last verse of the very last chapter, Nehemiah 13, verse 31, uh, at the second half of that verse where Nehemiah says, Remember me, O my God, for good. You know, ne- Nehemiah says, Remember me. For good, um, he's constantly making this prayer, especially in, in chapter thirteen, to remember me, and that is, you know, that should be the desire of all of us, uh, all of us who are leading a Christian life. The, the attitude that we want to have is, you know, how do I want to be remembered? Nehemiah wanted to be remembered for good, for the righteous things he did, the godly things he did, and by whom did he want to be remembered by? It was God. He wanted to be remembered by God. The Hebrews writer in Hebrews 6.10 said this, For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown towards his name in having ministered and in still ministering to his saints. God is not going to forget the great works that we do. And again, Nehemiah is just such a great example of someone who is zealous for the work of the Lord. And hopefully as we study this together, we're going to notice and pick up on some of these things. And hopefully we can become stronger uh, Christians in, in, in the work that we do for the Lord. But this evening, um, as, we, as we conclude the, this devotional thought, if we can help you in any way, or maybe uh, you're here and you're not a child of God and you'd like to put Christ on in baptism, you know, we, we would love the opportunity to uh, help you uh, to dedicate your life to Christ and to be baptized in the waters uh, back here. If we can help you in any way as, as you come forward and make your um, desires known.